I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. I uh, I had lied to you guys a couple weeks ago because I said that there would be a new episode last week, but I decided to take the full week off, seeing as it was Thanksgiving and uh, I had some stuff I was working on, so I decided to just take it off. Also, um, I have two episodes left for this year, and then I'll be on a holiday break for a little bit. So uh, this episode and one more, and then I'm, I'm going to go on a, a nice break, which will be really wonderful. More sitting at home, not doing anything. Um, (laughs) I hope you guys had a very safe holiday. I hope that you continue to have a safe holiday season. I know it sucks, uh, but, you know, try to be smart and be safe and stay at home. Please don't travel. It's just, it's too dangerous. You don't want to be that person that gets somebody in your family sick. You just don't. I know you don't. I know you're smarter than that. So stay home. Zoom. That's what we're going to do. And um, it sucks, but that's the decision that our family has made. And it's one that we stick by because it's how we're going to keep each other safe and look out for each other. Today on the show, I have Tyler Christopher joining me. You know him best from General Hospital. He and I did a movie a few years back called Pretty Broken that I also produced. It's uh, it's available on Amazon Prime right now for free, so you should go watch that. Great movie to watch with the family if you're around them, and if you're not, um, then you're probably going to cry a lot if you watch it alone and you haven't seen your parents in a long time. 
uh, because of COVID, you'll probably sob. So if you're going to, I suggest a bottle of wine. Anyway, I had a great time having Tyler on the show, and uh, here's our conversation. Welcome to the show, Tyler. Thank you for having me. How have you been lately? I've been okay. Um, you know, I've, I'm in Ohio. Oh, gosh. <laughs> right now, of all places. There's like three inches of snow on the ground. I'm not used to it, even though I grew up here. This is where I grew up. But, you know, I've been in California for over 25 years. Yeah. And uh, that's what I have become accustomed to. Mm -hmm. Now I miss it. <laughs> I've been to Ohio once on a road trip from uh, California. I was driving out to Connecticut with my best friend. She was moving back out there and we stopped in Toledo for a night. <laughs> it was real yeah, fun. We picked up some pizza. <laughs> you got to go through Toledo if you want to get to the Northeast. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, we got there and we were freezing our asses off though, because it was, you know, February and just the worst time to take a road trip. It's horrible. I'm just so not used to it. And January is when I'm thinking I'm coming back. Nice. January. Hey, that's soon. Yeah. It's, you know, t today's what, the first? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Fun. You got, you got a few days. <laughs> yeah, a few days. It's not soon. <laughs> So tell me, you know, I, I met you when we did the, the movie Pretty Broken, um, but you've been around forever. My mom has watched General Hospital her entire life, so she right. definitely watched most of your career. Feels like you've always been a part of the uh, the family in the, uh, in the TV room. <laughs> um, but what got you into acting? Why did you choose to take on this, this crazy lifestyle of an artist? Well, um, it's interesting, actually. I was... I was a college student uh, here in Ohio, and I was recruited to play baseball. Hmm. And and uh, you know, I thought that that was going to be my future. You know, I'm, here I am, a young eighteen year old kid, just got recruited to play college baseball. You know, I thought that that was it, right? Yeah. And uh, well, it you know, it doesn't always work out that way. <laughs> You know, and uh, I got really disappointed hmm. and I didn't know what else to do. I, I you know, I honestly, I, I started thinking about, okay, Tyler, what else can you do with your life that will fulfill this void? Hmm. You not being a successful baseball player and acting is what came up. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that, 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 that's what really, that's what motivated me. In, in the beginning. Yeah. And uh, so I, you know, I dropped out of school. Mm -hmm. um, I resent that. I, I should have stayed in. but Hey, I, you can always go back. Uh, I, I, I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just, I interviewed Dee Dee Pfeiffer a few uh, weeks ago and she went back to school in like her 40s. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing. Is that you know I would have to go to a different school because the school that I went to, um, the reason, the big reason why I got to go was because my mother worked there. Oh wow! So I got free tuition. Dang, that's nice. Free tuition and free room and board. Wow. So I that's threw, unheard of. <laughs> I know. I threw that away. She doesn't work there anymore. My mom has since passed, but, but uh, 
you know, that, that was the big reason why I was there. Mm. Did you, did you do any performing arts classes while you were in college or did you decide to pursue that somewhere else? I did not. And my, my mother worked in the theater department. Oh, no. And I never once went, not one time. Oh, gosh. And the school that I went to was, it's called, here's what it's called. And certainly not because I went there, but <laughs> it, it's called the Ivy League of the Midwest. The Ivy League of the Midwest. It's a, it's a very prestigious school to go to for education hmm. and for theater. Wow. It was an enormous theater school and it was their biggest department. And I just, you know, I wanted nothing to do with it. That's funny. I wonder if it was because your mom worked there. You know, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that at all. It was just, you know, I was I was a jock, right? Mm. Jocks don't do jocks don't act. Jocks don't do theater. And that, you know, that was the egotistical attitude that I took, you know, but, Mm. but, and and they had a beautiful theater. It was a Broadway house. Wow. And, and, uh, I remember going in there. I went in there one time. I, I remember going into my mom and said, mom, what do you people do here? (laughs) (laughs) And so I got a little tour of it and I got to see the theater and I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's pretty impressive. Mm. And, you know, now since I've been acting now, you know, I've, I've been to Broadway several times. Mm-hmm. So I know what, I know what, what a good Broadway house looks like. Yeah. That's, um, that's wild. So you, you dropped out of school and then did you come out to LA? Did you go to New York? Did you do any sort of formal training? I, I just packed what little money I had, which was not almost nothing in terms when mm-hmm. you're talking about LA money. Yeah. You, you got to come with some cash if you want to make it right. Yeah. A little bit to get you started. A little bit. And, and, uh, I came with almost nothing, no car and, and really no place to live. Mm. I moved in with my cousin and two other guys <laughs> but we didn't, there wasn't, I didn't have a bedroom. This sounds very familiar. It sounds like a lot of my friends in their early twenties and how they lived in LA. <laughs> I was, tw- I was 20, 22. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I lived on the couch for a year mm. and I wow. was fine with that. You know, it's like, I mean, oh my gosh, I'm, here I am in LA. It's yeah. fun. A lot of cool things to do. I mean, that, that was my attitude. Well, and it's kind of like the vibe, too, when you're in your early 20s and you move to L.A. to become an artist. Like, everyone's kind of just living together and figuring it out. Yeah, I mean, I was in, a, you know, I was in a, an, a, an apartment with three other actors. So we all mm-hmm. kind of we supported each other. Yeah. Do you still talk to those guys today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are usually the the people that stick around for the long haul are the people that you find when you're struggling when you first get out here. My, my cousin who I moved in with has since given it up hmm. and lives in Nashville. Oh, fun. And my one uh, roommate uh, is still acting. My other roommate, who is the 
better actor than all of us. <laughs> he was a he was a Shakespeare guy, right? Mm. Which I don't get. I mean, yeah. I, I I think it's awesome. I just I don't think I could be that guy. Mm. And he was really good at it. He moved to Canada. Wow. And got married, and he's been acting from there. Oh, that's nice. Canada is a great place to to act. There's so much going on up there all the time. All uh, yeah, I've I've done some stuff in Vancouver and Toronto, and um, some other place that's like whatever that city is north of Detroit. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. I am the worst at geography. The worst. <laughs> None of it makes sense to me. So you're out here, you're living on a couch. How long before you get like that first co-star role or the first thing that really you were like, okay, I can do this? My first job was General Hospital. No way. Yeah. Wow. You just hit the jackpot, number one. Well, you know, it took me 18 months. Yeah. Um, which felt, I mean, that felt like 18 years. Right. But. In Hollywood times, that's pretty fast. And it's very fast. I was super grateful for it. And, uh, you know, the timing was right for me. You know, the part was right. And the look was right. And mm -hmm. although I was super green, I was okay. I wasn't, mm -hmm. a, I wasn't great. I wasn't a great actor. I was just okay. I was good enough. And you stayed, you stayed on that show for a long time. And you've gone back several times as well. Oh, on and off for 16 years. Wow. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's such a commitment. I feel like soap operas, you know, for whatever reason, they're always looked down upon, but it's such a commitment as an actor to be able to just say, I'm going to do this role for the foreseeable future and I'm not going to look back. Yeah. I mean, I was fortunate enough to be able to, leave a few times and go off and do some great stuff and come back. And, uh, but there's something to be said in Hollywood to have a job all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. it's super hard to do. And I'm was very grateful that I, that I had, I had that show to keep going back to. Yeah. And especially with, you know, family and whatnot. I mean, all of my friends who are on soaps have families and it's such a, a good stable job for an actor to have. It certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to, you went over to days of our lives too in uh, what, 2017. Is that when yes, that was? Yes. And what, what made you go to that soap? Um, well, I was living in Indiana at the time. Hmm. Um, you know, I moved my kids and my then wife back to be around her family hmm. and uh, that that's where it was central indiana and wow. uh you know they just called me one day and said hey do you want to come join us <laughs> you're like heck yeah <laughs> and i said yeah and of course i'm like okay what's the role and then they told me the, what the role was which was of course a, a big shoe to fill hmm. you know to play basically um, you know, S Stefano, that's basically yeah. my role. Yeah. Who was, you know, he was an icon on day, not only days of our lives, but daytime. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you know, I, he, he passed 
just before I came on. So I never got wow. a chance to, uh, to work with him. Wow. That's, um, that's wild. But, you know, beyond soap operas, you've been in several films, you've done awesome roles like The Lion Game. I mean, what, what is your favorite thing to work on as an actor? Is it soaps? Is it film? Is it TV? I like film. Um, yeah. Because for a very specific reason, it's the storytelling. In a film, mm. unlike television, and certainly unlike soap operas, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's a journey. And I like to take that journey and create all of the nuances that make make us make it a story that people want to watch. Yeah. And uh, you know that that's that's what I liked about it. It's just be able to to finish a movie, watch it. And look back and watch the story be told and watch your 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 hero win in the end. Hmm. Films are I I'm such a film enthusiast. I, I watch far too many of them in a given week. <laughs> I really need a life. Okay. But um you know, they're like you said, it is this wonderful experience because you do get that beginning, middle, and end. And it's just so it's so rewarding to watch and to to act in as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What um, if you could do any film, any type of film, what would it be? Oh gosh, that's <laughs> a hard one. I know. Um, you know, well, I'm a big fan of. I've been asked this question before, hmm. and <clears throat> I'm a big fan of the the antihero. Hmm in in movies you know the the guy who doesn't always win in the end but yeah but he learns a valuable lesson um i guess that's a you know a long-winded way to say you know drama is what i love right and um and to be able to get into a character and go on that journey with him to heal mm-hmm. because all heroes have heal to some degree in a movie. If, if they don't, it probably wasn't a very good movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, some of the best ones that I love really tap into that journey where the, the end and the, the hero, even though he might die in the end, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't happen very often in film where your hero dies. But if he does, I hope that he at least learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, a perfect film is for me. It's like a slice of life film is where you're just kind of with somebody and watching their story unfold rather than a huge spectacle. Yeah. I mean, you know, just think about it. What, what TV does, you know, every TV, not just soap operas, but, Primetime television, that's a soap opera by definition. Oh, yeah. By definition. All, all the only soap opera is defined by, by, um, what's, what was the definition told to me? Multiple storyline. And that's what primetime television is. You've got yeah. all your main characters and they all go through a journey together or by themselves. Hmm. 
And daytime yeah. television is not any different. It just looks different. And and shot different. And shot so many late, pages oh, a day. Shot, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's true though. It is. And, you know, soap operas, I think we can thank for actually creating primetime television because what was there really beforehand as far as nighttime soap operas? You know, nowadays you have like the new series on, um, NBC and everywhere else. This is us. I think those all can be classified as a soap opera. This is us is, is by far a soap opera. Yeah, it's true. A lot, and a lot of them follow that same sort of um, formula. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I mean, there's listen, there's a reason why daytime television has been around for five decades. You know, you, obviously we've got something right. Mm-hmm. You know, people has it fallen down? Of course it has, but everyone keeps saying, you know, soaps are gone, soaps are dead, but you know, primetime television has taken a dip too. Big time. Big time. And it's not just daytime. We just, we're just the ones that took the fall for it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think with like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and all these places creating their own television series, it's nearly impossible for primetime to even keep up at this point. I can't keep up with it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many series constantly. I know. Um, I just watched The Undoing because the season finale was this past weekend and it was so dang good. But it's one of those, it's such a soap opera watching it. It's like, who killed this guy? Well, or girl. And it's just like, okay, this is, this is a soap opera playing out in six episodes. That's it. Every 
pilot that I've ever done has been a soap opera. Yeah. Every single one. So you're coming back out here in January. What uh what do you got your sights set on? What do you what do you want to do? Oh my goodness. Well, I, Everything? <laughs> you know, now that I'm newly single, and that's another story, but um you know, for the first time in my career, my entire career, which I started in 1995, for the first time in my entire career, I'm on my own. Mm. I'm completely by, alone by myself, and my every my, I'm going to be completely dedicated to the craft only. I don't have anything else to be responsible for. So I'm mm. for that reason I'm excited because. You know, I've always, I've always been in a relationship or, you know, and for this long time, I was married for a long time. So, you know, I had other responsibilities. Yeah. But now I don't. And, you know, I'm excited to get started again. I'm also, this is an, another thing now that I'm on my own, I wouldn't be able to do this if I wasn't on my own, but. Hmm. I am going to go for Broadway. Really? Yes. Uh, I'm going to spend some time in New York as well as Los Angeles and and go for it. You know, I, I, I've done a lot of theater. I have my own theater. In, you have your own theater? I do. Where? Um, do you, you know the area. So it's in um, Valley Village. Yeah. On Lancashire Boulevard. What? It used to be, and I don't know if you know it, it used to be Theater Death West. I've totally heard of that. Yeah. Well, we we bought it and took oh my it God. over and outfitted it out and we've got two theaters in there. And we've been we we've been around for almost eighteen years. Wow. We've moved all over the place. I mean, it wasn't that wasn't our first theater. Hmm. We started with just about 10 friends on Santa Monica Boulevard, like the not nice part. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah. The dirty part over by all those clubs. <laughs> yep. Yep. We were on the second floor because if if you know that area, like you got all these like run down businesses on the bottom mm-hmm. but on top there's nothing yeah well w- what we did is we would we paid a small rent and just like 10 of us actors we would go go there once a week and just like work our craft and from there is when we decided hey let's take this to the next level let's start a theater and that's how it started and we started in a small theater um, off of Melrose in like, if, if you know that area too, mm-hmm. Rampart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Horrible. <laughs> horrible, horrible area. Bad, bad, bad. But that's- Cheap that's rent. What, that's what was available. Yeah. That was our first theater. Wow. And then from there, we just started- getting everything we could. We got a bunch of seats. Um, 
from a theater, a big theater that was closing down. Mm. One of those big theaters over on uh, on uh, Sunset West. Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh, I'm I'm such a bad actor for not remembering what theater we took all their equipment from. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we we got a notice from that one of that that big theater that they were going out of business and they were giving away everything in the theater. Oh my god. And they were only giving it to a handful of theater groups, and we were one of them. So it was a first come, first served thing. So all of our all of the, our theater groups showed up on a weekend, and then they opened the doors, and whatever you could get is what it was yours. Oh my gosh, that's like a like the ultimate Black Friday. Oh, so <laughs> showdown. We took we took the seats. So, enough of them like 99 of them right oh my gosh and they were the beautiful plush purple that they fold up Ugh. you know and they yeah they all numbered and they were they were great we took that and then another really expensive thing are the blacks oh wow those are so expensive yeah and we took them the ones that were from the ceiling to the floor dang we took that and uh, I took the urinal. <laughs> I went in the bathroom. I go, I'm taking it. It's mine. <laughs> the only thing we didn't get that we really wanted because somebody else took it that they went for it first was the marquee. Mm. But now Damn. with Theater Deaf West, they had a beautiful marquee already. So now we have one. That's super cool. I had no idea that you you owned a theater. I mean, that's such a... It's such a cool thing to have be part of your life in such a such a large way. It is. It's come such a long way, and and, and um, we still have got a lot, some of the same members that we've mm. always had. You know, I, every chance I get, I do a play there. Um, I haven't done one in the new theater that we we've, we've only had the Deaf West for like two years, mm. and uh, you know, and to do a place takes time and effort you have so, to, yeah you a lot of time have time to do it you know and if you're if you're working on a show it's difficult to go to a play but yeah it's near impossible is that is that i have experience doing theater now i've never done a musical <laughs> yes let's hear it let's hear a little song no not 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 <laughs> yet first thing i'm gonna do and I haven't done this ever before is train. Yeah. Um, so I'm taking voice lessons, everything that I need to do to pass off as a, as a Broadway actor, I'm going to do as soon as I get there. That's so exciting. I'm, I'm really excited for this journey for you. I think it's going to be really, really cool and really special. Now, look, I don't listen. I, I may not be able to pull it off, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try. Yeah. I mean, I know I could do Broadway straight plays, non-musicals. I know I can Mm -hmm. do that because I've been doing it. So if, you know, if, if it comes to that, great, I'll still consider that a success, but you know, I love Broadway musicals so much. I mean, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. They're, they're remarkable. I love, 
I love Broadway. I always thought that I would end up there one day, but the life has taken different turns for me. Yeah, I saw um because what I've been practicing was because did you see Hamilton? Oh yeah. I saw it when it came out to LA at the Pantages. I saw it in Chicago. And it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It's incredible. I mean, and so I'm thinking I'm I'm going like, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna train by using one of those songs. Mm. So I started listening to the soundtrack and I'm like Holy crap, man. I don't know if I can pull this off <laughs> because those are some real deal songs, you know, by some professional singers. And yeah, they're, they're amazing songs. You know, there's some Broadway shows that, that don't require you to be, to have like the most amazing voice. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just remember, this was years ago. I got an audition for rent. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what, what do I do? So the audition was, they wanted you to come in and do, do the song. And if, if you've seen rent, yeah, I have a tattoo from Rhett. Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Uh, it says no day but today. But yes, um, I, I know it very well. Because my audition was for, um, I forget the character's name. Um, Maureen's boyfriend. What's his name? Mark. Mark, yes. It was for that. And that, that guy's a rock star. Yeah, Anthony Rapp, he's incredible. Yeah, he's a, he's a real rock star. And that's the song that they wanted me to sing was that that really difficult one that he sings. I had to turn it down. I said, I told my agent, I go, I'm, I'm flattered that this has come across me. I said, I have to tell you, I cannot sing that song. I can't do it. Mm. That, I mean, that show in, in general, the, the vocals in it are so difficult. Oh, Every, every character, there isn't one character in there that, that, cause I've seen rent like three times. There yeah. isn't one character in there that I'm like, Oh, I could sing that. Not one. <laughs> I know when the, when the movie came out, I was, I don't know, in my, in my teen years, I think. And, um, I remember the movie coming out and watching Rosario Dawson play Mimi and singing out tonight. And I just was thinking like, I could never sing that song. It has such a wide range vocally. Like there's no way I could do it. No, it's just not possible. There isn't. And I, you know, I wanted it so bad. I, I, I didn't turn it down right away. I was like, okay, Tyler, how, how can you pull this off? So mm. I kept listening to that song over and over and over and again. And I, that's when I finally decided, I go, that guy's the real deal. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, if I can't sing it like him, then I'm not going to get the role. That's a, that's quite the, the audition story there. That's the only, that's the only musical I've, that's ever come across me is that. Wow. Well, I was going to ask you to share a role that you wanted, but you already did because oh, yeah, yeah. that's huge. I did want it. And it, 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 it actually inspired me to 
you know, do what I'm going to do this coming year, which is try and do Broadway. And wow. Just, you know, just do the best I can, you know, and if, if I'm good enough to get a role, then I'll be grateful. Well, I'm rooting for you. I'm sure there's a lot of people who will be too. Yeah. You know, right now it's like Broadway's not even happening. No. You know? I know. I was watching the, um, they had that music, uh, what was it? It was like a sing-along the other night on ABC for oh, uh, yeah. Disney and they had the Broadway casts of Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and Frozen come out and do a sing a song in uh in one of the stages and I was just sitting there sobbing thinking about them and how much they've all been through throughout this pandemic and not being able to to perform every night. I just can't even imagine the the anguish they've been through. Yeah, and it's not it's not going to get any better this for for some months. Yeah. I mean, I don't think theater is going to be coming back until end of 2021 maybe 2022 personally my belief yeah we're shut down yeah i mean there's just no safe way to do it you know there's no safe way to put on a show and sell the amount of seats that you need to sell to be able to pay everybody correctly no i mean you know like i said we've got two theaters but it's theater seating yeah you're right next to everyone Mm -hmm. and you know you just you can't do that It's, it's against the law actually it's just it's it's far too dangerous. And I just don't think that like until until everybody takes the vaccine and I think that's going to be a difficult task in general, especially in America, to get everybody to take the vaccine. I don't think that uh, theater is going to be able to come back safely. It's crappy, but we will get there one day. Yep. One day we will be back in theater and seeing it and performing it and it'll be wonderful and we'll never take it for granted again. I, I hope not. Because that's I mean, you know, I've I've been away from la for for too long Mm. and you know that's the first thing i want to do when i get there is dive into a play yeah and i'm not you know unless this starts getting better quick i'm not going to be able to do that well i know that a lot of uh theaters have been doing you know um zoom readings and whatnot as well and that seems to be i mean it's definitely no replacement for it but hey at least it keeps your mind occupied and the craft going yeah, we, we do that. Um, our um, artistic director, um, he does it. We do a class there. Mm-hmm. And so we've been doing the class on a Zoom instead. That's nice. I think that's good. I mean, I think a lot of people need things like that, too, to to keep morale up and to help them get through such a hard year. Yeah, because you know we we got a we got a lot of members, and let me tell you the the, the rent on Lancashire Boulevard for that big of a space is not cheap. <laughs> I can't imagine it would be. It's not cheap at all. Wow. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people follow you on social media? Where? Oh my God, God I'm the worst when it comes to that. <laughs> I, I'm so bad at it, and I know I I know that I need to be better at it because it's important. But you know, I I have a fan Facebook page. Here you go. You have Instagram. And Instagram, I'm just I'm terrible at, at putting stuff on it. I uh I've been trying actually to stay off of it more is what I've been trying to do, <laughs> especially during all of this. I actually deleted Facebook from my cell phone so that I wouldn't go on it as much seems to work good then you're on my side then 
<laughs> a little bit, yeah. Instagram is still another story, but I'll get there one day. <laughs> if I get back to LA, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get all back on it because there I, you go. Because it's just gonna be me out with like, because all of a sudden it's like all my friends are like, oh my God, you're coming back to LA and you can actually hang out with us. And I said, yeah. <laughs> what's that? I said, yeah. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. It was a pleasure to catch up with you, and I'm excited to see where this uh, this new adventure takes you. Yeah, I'll, any, anything you need, anytime. Thanks again to Tyler for coming on to the show and spending some time with me. Tune in next week. I don't know who's going to be on yet, but I'm sure I'll figure it out by then. Subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to it right now. Make sure to uh, rate and leave a review. It really helps us. Preferably, I'd like you to rate it five stars if there's five stars on the platform that you are rating it on. If there's not, then four would do, however many there are. Um, the more the better is what I'm saying. Make sure to tell your friends, your family, and uh, whoever else you may be talking to this holiday season to tune into the show. And as always, thanks for coming in. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.